Welcome back to The Common Good Show. I'm your host, Dan Vikas. The Common Good Show is a program that celebrates a fundamental truth. Life is a beautiful gift full of blessings and trials, learning experiences, and opportunities to grow. This is a show that celebrates the little yet profound influences in our lives that add value, improve our outlook, and encourage us to appreciate everyday blessings from God. These are the conversations that contribute to and highlight the common good as told through the experiences of our guests. All of our guests share an unwavering commitment to their faith and the acceptance that they are at their very best when God is put first in their lives. What is the common good? Simply stated, it is a sum total of social conditions that allow people, either as a group or as individuals, to reach their fulfillment in its entirety. And today I have with me Talia Meza. Originally from Venice, Florida, Talia graduated from U the University of South Florida, Sarasota Manatee in 2017 with a degree in elementary education and started teaching third grade right out of college. While finishing her degree, and teaching, Talia grew close to a local Catholic family that her friends had introduced her to. It wasn't long before she became a sort of older sister to the children and started attending Sunday Mass with the family. Talia was baptized as an infant but hadn't been practicing, uh, but hadn't been practicing her faith since, and this, and this family's invitation was the perfect reintroduction to her faith. Since that first Mass, <laughs> Talia has been <laughs> confirmed into the church gone on to study and complete a master's in theology at Ave Maria University and just wrapped up her third season as the assistant head coach to the women's soccer team. Mm -hmm. Talia, thank you so much for being here this morning with me. I appreciate your time and it's an honor to have you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. A little nervous, but I'm excited to be That's here. That's okay. Nerves <laughs> are good. It means you're ready, you're like excited about it, and you're, mm -hmm. you're, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank already. It's okay. Good I start. Tell, I tell my players that like nerves are good. It means that you care about something. So exactly. <laughs> I, I care about having you on, and I'm excited. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Like this is great. Great. Thanks. I'm gonna jump right into it for you. Okay. Throw you throw you right in the mix. Okay. What is one little thing in your everyday life that serves as a proof mm. of God's faithfulness or a constant reminder of Him there for you? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a lot of things, but I think I'd have to say the encounters that I have with people every day. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be players, it could be strangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just encounters with people and the people that God puts in my life, whether it's for a moment or whether it's for like my the rest of my life, yeah. like just the love that I feel by people. Um, I think that's just proof right there because we don't deserve it, you know? It's true. I like I like that. Um, I think it's very easy to run into people wherever you're at, um, mm -hmm. and and miss miss the fact that like, hey, there's an opportunity to love somebody, even if it's just saying hi. Yeah. But we can just cross paths with people and be so caught up in whatever it is we're doing that we mm -hmm. we don't acknowledge or we don't take the time to be like, ah, another person. And that's a chance to to share in in a moment with someone. Yeah. I totally agree. So that, that would be my answer to that. Okay, mm -hmm. fair enough. Is there, is there any particular, because obviously as, as the coach, mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time pouring into, pouring into your players in, in a couple different ways, personally, but also like in terms of, of playing on the field and whatnot. Yeah. Um, is there a different 
mindset you have when it comes to the encounters with your players off the field than other people. So like if you just walk into the store mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know you see someone talk to someone versus like you seeing your player, what? How do you approach that? So are you asking if like I see my player and I'm gonna talk yeah, to them yeah. versus like if I see a stranger? Mm -hmm. I think there is an automatic difference just with like comfortability yeah. and like knowing them. But I don't know, I've gotten to the habit of just like everyone I see being like, hi, hi, hi. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I get responses back and that's great. Sometimes I don't. Does um, it ever throw people off? Do they just kind of look like? Outside of the Ave bubble, Yes, it throws okay. people off. In the Ave bubble, not really. I think it's really normal here. Okay. Um, praise God. But I, I think there is a difference just with like knowing them in their lives and yeah. them knowing me. But other than that, no, because when you like look into someone's eyes, yeah. it's like that's a person, you know. And it's just really good encounter with the Lord through that person. Have you always enjoyed? those little moments with people because I know for some people they, they don't like they're going to avoid talking to everyone as much as possible and some people like ah, you know I do when I have to or they get better about it um, but is this something that like you've always just liked saying hi to people and talking to people and hmm. you know I think I wanted to before my conversion okay but it just did it I just didn't okay. but then when I got into like my conversion it was like of course I want to do this. Like, I want yeah. to love everybody as yeah. best as I can. And, like, I don't know, the joy of the Lord just comes automatically. So you just want to be like, hi, yeah. you know? I so, love that. Yeah. I kind of touched on it, but can you kind of walk through that story for us? Because it's a really good story. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. And and I didn't, okay. I, I can't do it justice. So, but I, I'd, love, I'd love for everyone to hear that from you. Okay, so my conversion yeah. story. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm 27. And I was baptized in the Catholic Church as an infant. Mm. So thanks be to God that my family did that. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't go to Mass, and I wasn't raised mm. um, in the Catholic faith. But I'm very grateful that they took the time and kind of went through the motions with that. Yeah. Um, very grateful for that. And just kind of, yeah, throughout my life, we didn't really talk about God, we didn't go to church. I started First Communion classes, but didn't finish them. Other important things, I guess. Um, and then I started coaching when I was like 12 because my mom helped run the local club. Mm. Um, and so when your mom, you know, is in charge of stuff. You're the kid. You get roped in. And so Absolutely. I kind of started doing that and started coaching. And I loved it while playing and doing other things. Yeah. Um, but basically, I, while I was in college, I was coaching um, a player. So it was an all-boys team. Mm. Um, Luke was on that team. Nice. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> um, and there was one girl who was good enough to be on the team. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, and I was a, a woman coach. So that's kind of... Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of unique. Yeah. And so I just really loved this little girl being on the team, and I started to grow closer to her family. Yeah. And I was just hanging out in Venice in the town, and I got invited to their house. I think it was like a summer 
afternoon by one of their friends and was like, come to the Dalton house. Their name is the Daltons. They have seven kids. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, I know them. I work out with the mom. The dad has coached me before, but like, that's kind of weird. And yeah. they're like, just come. I was like, I'm the girl's coach. Like, that's weird. Um, but then they're like, just come. They're celebrating a birthday. So I went over and it was just crazy. There was like kids everywhere. It was loud. They're running around. They're so just excited for this birthday. And in all the like hecticness and the chaos, there was just this peace that mm. I was like, this is not normal. Like I've been around other families mm. and like there's just this peace that I don't understand. Um, and I was very intrigued and curious about it. And they just kept inviting me over and just kind of started from there and I kept ex accepting and I'd come do schoolwork there. They're homeschooled, so I'd do okay. schoolwork there. That's nice. Yeah. And, you know, what happens when you spend the night with a Catholic family on a Saturday night? <laughs> Gotta go to church the next morning. <laughs> you go to Mass. And I was so nervous because I hadn't been since I was a little, little girl. Yeah. And I went and it was uncomfortable, just kind of weird at first. Like, they're in standing, sitting, kneeling. They know all the words to mm. all the prayers and responses. Um, and so that was weird, but it was okay. There's something about it that I still was like drawn to and yeah. I had grown to like love this family and trust, trust yeah. that they know something, you know, know truth. Mm. Um, so I asked a lot of questions and they would answer so gently, um, so truthfully and it just clicked. I think by the grace of God, like I was just like, oh yeah, Mary's Jesus' mom, and so she's our spiritual mother. Duh. Like, it, everything was just... Easy. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I was confused about was the Trinity. <laughs> but they were like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to get that. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, after getting my master's, I understand that you don't have to understand that fully. <laughs> you understand that we don't have to get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I just kind of went from there. They answered my questions, and I started going to Mass on my own. Mm -hmm. um, during the time, I had a boyfriend of seven years um, who was not Christian or Catholic, and we were, had just gone through a breakup, mm -hmm. and the Lord worked so beautifully in that. But that was really hard. Uh, it was kind of scary, and that was the first time I actually really prayed, really prayed, like okay. a conversation with yeah. the Lord, and that kind of started it off. Um, but from then... I went to, I got invited to be a chaperone by the youth director because I love kids. Mm -hmm. I love helping out with the youth. Uh, just brings me so much joy. Um, so I, they invited me to a Catholic summer camp called Cofgrest Life Teen in Tiger, Georgia. And I wasn't fully Catholic yet. I was just like, oh, God, this is cool, you know? Like, I don't know about fully entering All the church yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, that's like a big step. Um, but praying, learning is good. Mm -hmm. um, but I went. I don't know why they would invite me because I wasn't fully Catholic as a chaperone. I know now. <laughs> um, but I went and that was the first time that I saw like people my age and younger on fire for the Lord and it was like hundreds. And that was just so impactful because I'm used to, you know, the, seeing the beautiful old people in mass and mm -hmm. that's it. Um, but there's so much more and that was huge for me. Um, and then there was one night of adoration, um, and I just had a really great encounter with the Lord, but even more so, so when I wasn't fully Catholic yet, I couldn't receive, right? And yeah. so I was very intentional about, during Mass, watching people when they received, because I was like, what is this? Okay. So I, I remember, like, picking someone, 
and being like, I'm going to watch him. Mm. Kind of creepy, but not creepy. <laughs> it was it was for the purpose of getting to know the mask pattern. Like, eh, yeah, that's fine. So I, I watched him, and I was like, let's see what this guy really thinks. Mm. And mm, this is the moment. Like, I was just... I was just in awe of his reverence mm. and the way he was just gently walking up to receive the Lord, like slow steps, head down, like hands right here. And he didn't look at anyone, head down, just walking so reverently, got down on his knees very slowly, received on the tongue, and then got up so slowly and walked away slowly. And in that moment, I was like, Jesus is real in the Eucharist. His presence is real. like. That guy knows it, yeah. and it just hit me out of nowhere, yeah. and the Lord knew I needed that moment. Um, and then after, after Mass, I was like, what just happened to me? Like, literally. And so after Mass, I'm just, I didn't tell anyone because mm. I'm processing, but literally right when we step out of Mass, the youth director that invited me was like, so, you're going to become Catholic now? Like, fully enter the church? You want to join ICIA? And I was like, what? Like, okay, I, I guess. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And so then I did. And six months later, yeah, three Easter's ago, I fully entered the church. And my life has just been amazing since. Mm -hmm. That's that's a beautiful story. Thanks. And so thank you for sharing it with us. I love the most, not the most, but how one of the most impactful moments in that story was something that the, when the guy went up to receive communion that he'll probably never know. I actually have a really cool follow-up oh, okay, okay, okay. But were you going to say something I'll, else? I was just going to say, um, <laughs> there's, it's, with everything going on mm. in all of our individual lives, it's very easy to think that little things are little, which is kind of why I start the whole show asking, what's a little <laughs> thing that like, um, but it's, it's, it's easy to forget that those little things are important mm -hmm. and that at the same time, nobody's watching, but everyone's watching. Um, because, you know, we, we live for an audience of, of one, of God, mm -hmm. and, and He's going to use us in some way. And it might be something as simple as the way I go up to receive the Eucharist. And am I reverent about it or not? Mm -hmm. And had that guy gone up and he was kind of like just walking and just like looking around and just like, you know, well, through the line, like, it was. It had such a profound impact on you, just the way he approached the altar. Yeah. And it was just like something that I'm. I'm sure he wasn't walking up thinking, "Hey, well, he might have been." <laughs> um, but there's a fair chance that he wasn't walking up thinking, "Someone's watching me," thinking that you know, really contemplating converting <laughs> the faith, and I got to make sure that I stand in this and that. If if that's the case, then the spirit was really working. Yeah. But but I'm just like that's that's such a good example mm -hmm. um, of, of proof of that of a little moment where it's like. We, we don't know. We never know. Like God's using us in every yeah. little thing. We never know what it is. Mm -hmm. But your follow-up story. Okay, Go, so this is really cool. Okay. This is like one of the first times that I really was like, the Holy Spirit is asking me to do something right now. Okay. So basically two years later, um, yeah, that was, that was, I think, summer 2017 mm. when I had that encounter. Um, and then... Seek, which is a focus conference, and we went, I went with Miss Dalton and the youth director, uh, and it's just for 
thousands and thousands of university students, just yeah. this awesome conference. We went in 2019, I think it was December 2019, um, and so I was just excited to go. I yeah. was teaching at the time, and I just was excited for like a week break with Jesus. Um, but anyways, it was a great week. I highly recommend going to Seek. Um, but we went, and actually, like, one of the last two days, um, I saw the guy there. No way. And we were in a circle talking because he knew other people I was with. Yeah. And we're in a circle talking. I'm just like, this is crazy. That's so And, like, nuts. my heart started beating so fast. Like, abnormally fast where it feels like it's pounding out of yeah, your chest. Yeah, you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so calm and at peace. But my Ooh. heart is like racing and I was like what is this why is this happening yeah. and then I felt like I was like having a conversation with the Holy Spirit yeah. and it was, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying you need to tell him and I was like I'm not telling him they're having not a conversation a, not you know? a chance yeah. I was like I'm not telling him it was like you need to tell him and I was like that's creepy <laughs> I'm gonna say I was staring at you I was watching <laughs> yeah. you walk up there <laughs> and I was like no I'm not doing it and like I was started like arguing like a little kid like no mm -hmm. I'm not doing it and yeah. the Holy Spirit was like please do this and you know when you're like in a group and you can tell that the conversation's gonna like end yeah. soon yeah. that's what was about to happen and I was like oh oh no like this to, is ending I and know. I was like I'm not doing it I was being so stubborn <laughs> And he was like, okay, bye. And I was like, oh, and I was like, it was so dramatic. I was like, no, wait. And everyone else was like, what is happening? And I was like, can I talk to you? I have something to tell you. And so we went off and this is where it gets really cool. Um, and I was just like, I don't know if you remember. He's like, I do. Um, but then I just told him, yeah. And I was just like, Hey, so summer 2017, like, I just want you to know that, like, I want to say thank you, first of all. And I told him that I saw him in line yeah. um, and what that did to me. And I just said thank you for, like, your witness because it, that helped me be where I am now. Yeah. Um, and he was just, like, stared at me. And he was like, wait what summer did you say that was? And I was like, summer 2017. And he was like, there's no way. And I was like, yes, like, it's in my journal. <laughs> it's, it's there. Yeah, I know what I wrote. And he was like, there's no way. And I was like, why do you say that? Um, and he was like, that was the summer that I was struggling. I was really struggling to believe that Jesus was present in the Eucharist. And so he said, I told myself that summer that I was going to force myself to be reverent so that I would fully believe. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was like, what? I was just like, I was like, what? He's like, yeah. And I was like, we were both just speechless. And the Holy Spirit was so present. That's so wild. And I just thanked him, and he was, like, so blown away. Wow. Uh, it wasn't anything, I mean, yeah. we, we both did, but, like, his just, like, pursuing that and me just happening to see it, and, yeah, that was really cool. The fact that I got to tell him. Yeah. Like, what are the... <laughs> well, and of all the people in Mass that day, mm. he was the one that he chose to focus on. And of all the thousands of people at that conference, he just happened to be in that circle of conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just like, 
Yeah. That's pretty stinking cool. That's I a know. really good story. I know. That's really good. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Obviously, I didn't write it, but, but it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And it's just kind of piece like clicking now. Um, when we're going through stuff and life's happening and whatnot, it's easy to just, because we can't see the end, mm -hmm. um, easy to get stuck in stuff and, you know, get frustrated or whatnot. Um, but I like the, like this is, this is nothing new or revolutionary. This just kind of, it just kind of hit me as you said that, um, realizing that like God's, God's writing a story. Mm. Like it's, it's all happening for a very specific reason. Like we, again, nothing new. We know that. Um, but I think the picture of a story just really resonated with me mm. just there. Like a story has a very specific purpose and it comes to a very specific conclusion and the characters in there are real in themselves and nothing more, nothing less. And, and it's like, it's, it's a moment in time mm. that God was just like, this is how it's going to go. And you may never know why, but in your case, you do. And like, and that's just so stinking cool. Yeah. That is. Mm -hmm. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Thank you mm -hmm. for sharing that. And like, I was sitting there and I was just like, ooh, <laughs> okay. Goosebumps the whole time. Yeah. Is there, since, since your conversion and then back into the faith, is there something through that process? Because I, I, I know a lot of people struggle with either the Eucharist or mm -hmm. they struggle with like Mary. Um, is there a prayer that's been really helpful for you mm -hmm. um, that either you say a lot of the times or just like when it's really tough, you like default to or maybe like a part of scripture or something like yeah. that? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, but the simplest thing that I do probably multiple times a day is just, I just say, come Holy Spirit. Um, if I'm nervous, if I'm stressed, if I'm super excited, if I'm about to have a conversation, if I'm going to Mass, if I'm about to pray in front of the Eucharist, whatever it is, if I'm going on a golf cart ride, um, just like, or before practice, just like, come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and really just like breathing that in and feeling. So I would say that's like my most common one. Okay. Um, and then, hmm. That's that's the best one, but that's perfect. That's literally yeah. perfect. I think one of uh, the the rosary for me is a is a good mm -hmm. default one. Like I've never been in a situation where stopping to say the rosary hasn't completely resolved it, which is just like amazing. Um, but like same as you, I have I'll just say, um, and, a, and a little lovely old lady shared this with me one time. Mm. She she actually told me she's like say this. I was like, okay, and it's and it's just stuck with me. But um, like most sacred heart of Jesus, make my heart like yours, and like that one for me is just, it's good because mm. it, it instantly puts into perspective whatever the day has for me, whatever's going on, and also if I like if I'm stuck in a loop and I can't get out of it or I can't stop thinking about something, I just start saying that on repeat, and it's short enough like yours, like come Holy Spirit, where it's short enough that you have to think about it to keep saying it because yeah. like it's not like you can get into a rhythm and just say the whole prayer it's just like come holy spirit mm -hmm. come holy spirit and that's a beautiful one another one that i say um after receiving jesus and sometimes i need it outside of mass i a priest told me to say it in confession okay. um i was struggling with some pride if i'm going to be vulnerable mm. <laughs> what's pride? you're preaching to the choir yeah so, so it was um 
it is he who is and it is she who is not. And I think, I'm probably going to botch this, but I think it came from um, St. Teresa of Avila. Okay. I think, if not, maybe St. Faustina, but okay. they would say that all the time. Um, and so it's just reminding me, like, this isn't about me. I'm not in control. Yeah. Um, it's him. And so that just really helps me a lot. So praying that every day is very helpful. Do you have either a morning or evening routine that helps you gain... I don't know if gain control is the right word, right word mm -hmm. actually, but, but gain control of your mindset for the day. Yeah. Um, so my ideal day yeah. that is my favorite. The perfect without <laughs> the interruptions and when life happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my ideal day that I know is like best for me mm -hmm. um, is so I wake up, whether that's with an alarm or without the alarm, and I just instantly roll off my bed onto my knees mm -hmm. and I say the morning offering prayer, which is really short, but it's just like the first thing I do in the morning is to get on my knees, not look at my phone, yeah. which it's tempting, not just get up and start getting ready, um, but just get on my knees and say like, Lord, I'm here basically. Okay. And so that's first. And then if we're going on my good days, then uh, we'll go, roll with yeah. it. This, this is a good type of show. So. Okay, <laughs> I'll go on a run. Uh, and I love going on runs. And during the run, I'll either pray the rosary, just do um, intercessory prayer and offer up the run, or I'll listen to a podcast. There you go. Um, and then I'll come back and I'll make my coffee and I'll have breakfast. And then I'll either stay at home, you know, in my comfy home, uh, and read the morning or read the daily readings and pray Lexio. Um, with them, or I'll go to the Adoration Chapel and sit in front of Jesus and do all different types of prayers there. I enjoy bringing life, bringing normal secular life into prayer life, and I love the fact that you made the point of saying sometimes just offering the run up mm -hmm. to God because Father Mike Schmidt. Oh yes. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> most most people know so, but uh, um, but. Incredible, an incredible priest, an incredible person as well. But um, I was listening to one of his podcasts a while ago, um, a couple of years, and something that stuck with me is he was like, you can, he's like, everything can be a prayer. Like everything mm -hmm. can be offered up to God. And so he did this little thing where he's like, just say, you know, like, Lord, be present with me. Like I'll use this as an example, like, Lord, be present with me during this conversation. I offer this time up to you, I offer the conversation, mm -hmm. this shared community, and I resolve to accept the outcome. And that last part is sometimes, sometimes a little spark under a fire because not everything, and so I, I, I say that because like I try to, whenever I'm going into stuff, I, I, it's a very quick, very brief, mm -hmm. but it's a way for me to remind myself, but also ground the experience in like I'm giving this up to God. Um, and there's a lot of times it's really great and really exciting, and it adds this. It adds this, the adds this aspect to it um, that is that is un, untouched. Mm -hmm. I think in normal like normal everyday life, and it's yeah. also at the end of it, if it doesn't go the way, like if if you're walking into a situation where you have a desired outcome, whether it's like you know just talking to someone or, or going to the bank for something, I don't know. Um, if it doesn't go the way that you anticipated or hoped, 
than realizing what I've already given this to you. Mm. And I resolve to accept the outcome because I might not know how it's working. I might not know what you're going to do with it, but I know you're doing something. Um, and I know I can learn from it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just like, you know what? I resolve to accept the outcome. And the example he used was like a barbecue. It was awesome. <laughs> He's like, yeah, going over to a friend's house for a barbecue. You know, Lord, I offer this time up to you. The, the cornhole, hanging out <laughs> with friends. And I resolve to accept the outcome. I'm going to eat this hot dog and enjoy this, like, <laughs> sweet tea for you. And it's, and it's, it's funny, but at the yeah. same time, like, I think, especially, okay, mm. especially with the Catholic faith. Yeah. There's an assumption that it's very boring, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight that till I die. But um, but it's like no, like spending time with God and offering things up to mm -hmm. Him and living in communion with other people, little moments of like love and just just in whether it's a hello or whatever, it can be so fun and so joyous. Yeah. Should we let it? We have to allow it to be though, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's, it's like a, trusting that He's there. Mm -hmm. Like you've invited him in, and he he can play cornhole with you. He can eat hot dogs with you. Yeah. You know he can go on the run with you. So it's like yeah, just trusting that he's there and that he's got it because you yeah you gave it to him. So I think that's really beautiful. Is there a time kind of leading up to now um, that you can look back on and and while you were in the middle of it, um, whether it was when you were at USF mm -hmm. or whether when you came to Ave or coaching the girls, um, where at the moment, the circumstances of the situation, you were like, yeah, I'm not just like chest deep in water, I'm like drowning in a hundred feet of water. Um, but looking back, you're like, no, it, I'm, it needed to happen mm -hmm. that way. Oh yes, for sure. Um, so I mentioned earlier that I had a boyfriend for like mm -hmm. seven years, mm -hmm. and so I we were we had broken up. I was getting my elementary ed degree at USF, and you had to take like this big state exam, and I had passed like three or four, yeah, three out of the four, and I needed to pass one to like stay on the graduation track. Okay. And it was during that time, and I didn't pass, and so that meant that I was pushed back, and I couldn't I couldn't finish the time I wanted to. Mm. And then um, my, one of my best friends was getting married and I was a maid of honor and so I had all those responsibilities and you know, you wanna be, I was joyful for my friend getting married, like such yeah. a beautiful thing, you know? But that was just a lot at once. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that exam, that really hurt Didn't through help. all of it. And this is something so silly, but this added on to it. <laughs> like I went on a run mm -hmm. and I would like, the concrete just wasn't leveled and I like busted my toe and oh. broke it in the run and so I had to be in a boot for months oh <laughs> and so that just was like come on lord the, the, pain, the painful cherry on top yeah so that was hard because then I wasn't student teaching I had a lot of time on my hands mm. a lot of time um meanwhile my friends are at like they're gone, they're not staying home. I stayed home, you know, close yeah. to home. So they're all off to college. Yeah. So I don't have like friends I'm hanging out with. So what do I do? Praise God that I have fallen in love with this Catholic family yeah. that's homeschooled, so they're at home. And Just, I go spend my time there. And yeah. I, I honestly, even though it hurt and it sucked <laughs> in the moment, like 
I now know that like that time was so fruitful and it was so just like getting closer to them, but like getting closer to the Lord mm. uh, and seeing the beauty of the faith like day in and day out mm. and growing in that way. And I honestly believe that semester was a huge part, huge part of my like conversion. And I'm very grateful for it now, even though it really stunk. <laughs> in the middle of it, it was yeah. not. <laughs> what impact did being in the boot have? Because <laughs> And I ask, I ask this because I know for someone who, who is in sports and you know, has an active lifestyle, mm -hmm. to be forced to be sedentary really, really can affect not just your physical life, yeah. but like your mental life as well. So what, what impact did like hmm. have being in that boot have on you? It's a great question. I actually never thought of that. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I had to rest. Mm. It was like forced stillness. Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably still, I think there's pictures and videos of me still working out, what doing like upper body weights yeah. or something. Good for you. So I didn't totally stop. Okay. <laughs> um, and then just like, yeah, a lot of humility, I think, because I then started student teaching because mm. the semester ended and mm. I was in the boot. So here I am, professional in a boot. And then like coaching, I was in the middle of coaching club soccer. Here I am walking around in a boot. Uh, just a lot of humility and yeah. just like being forced to sit and just like surrender. Like this is, I literally have nothing. So you don't right have now. an option. Yeah. It's, so I, earlier this year, uh, I broke my collarbone and oh. it was, it was a substantial break. Um, doing just being dumb and I had planned it's what's interesting is it happened two days before I was supposed to be um, I love I love bikes mm -hmm. it's like normal bikes uh, I love being on two wheels and so I have I had been riding against my mother's wishes and everyone <laughs> else's best advice I've been riding a lot of motorcycles with friends um, and I was like well you know if I'm gonna keep riding I ought to just go get my license for it and whatnot and get the the certifications and whatnot and so I was like right, I signed up for it and again um, friends and family were all like you should <laughs> uh, because yeah. and, and they're right <laughs> there's a reason I drive a car that doesn't go fast mm -hmm. so I'm, I like to go fast but mm -hmm. if I can't then no problem um, and so they're like yeah you should and I was like ah whatever signed up for it anyway so I'm gonna do it uh, and Broke the collarbone and had a concussion and all sorts of stuff two days before I was supposed to go take the class. Um, and it was a sort of thing where, at the time, there were a lot of other things that, that the Holy Spirit was like trying to speak into my life. Mm. Um, and because I was praying about stuff, but not listening. Like I was praying about it, struggling, but not paying attention. Um, and like if I just opened my eyes at all, again, all my friends and family were like, then. You probably shouldn't. Um, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Just keep going, keep going. Got to the point where, like, <laughs> I, looking back now, I know I needed stillness, mm -hmm. and I know I needed to slow down, and I needed to just stop. Um, but I wasn't going to do it myself. And so I, I, I laughed because yeah. God literally broke me down. <laughs> he was like, hey, we're just going to make it so you can't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, because it was funny. The circumstances around the collarbone uh, weren't supposed to smack that um, weren't supposed to happen because I was I wasn't paying attention 
to my calendar. I got days mixed up, and so I wasn't supposed to be where I was doing what I was doing when it happened. Wow. Um, and so, like, I, I shouldn't have been there whatsoever, but I was, and I was in the middle mm. of stuff. And just so it doesn't sound awful, I was riding a jet ski, <laughs> um, but I was just being really stupid. And, uh, and it's so like, yeah, shouldn't have happened, shouldn't have been there, but it did, and it happened Tuesdays, two days before, and God was like, all right, we're just gonna make you sit since you won't listen. Um, and the following seven months, which was, is way longer than it should have taken, um, and I think God had a hand in that as well. Mm. Um, but I would go back for checkups and whatnot, and the doctor was like, it's the weirdest thing. He's like, you're one of the healthiest guys I see, but it's healing like you're a 50-year smoker. <laughs> and I was, I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, this, what's the reason? Obviously, there's no answer for it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, eating better and I was like taking the vitamins for it and like ligament and bone health stuff mm -hmm. and whatnot and he's like yeah it's just it's just not like it's growing but it's just taking its sweet time I was like oh my goodness um and while I was in the middle of that like I was again still praying about a lot of stuff and whatnot and, and there was this really cool story that I had just heard um before going in for that one checkup when he told me that and the guy was like he um he had a crazy accident and um it almost killed him it, it um his subclavian artery was was just like shredded and he like it was really awful and he should have died on the table um but like his dad he was with like shoved his thumb in his shoulder to like stop the bleeding all sorts of weird stuff and he's like and two weeks later he was like healed he's wow. like it was the most miraculous quick healing like thank you lord and i'm sitting there like and this is like five months and i'm like really <laughs> it's like i know you're doing something but really like <laughs> Come on, um, and so I just I, I kind of laughed it off, but um, but it was the type of thing where it got to a point where I was like, this little thing happened at youth group one day. Kind of you were talking about like it's a little thing. It was just the sidewalk was a little off. This little thing happened at youth group, um, and it and it frustrated me, and it stuck with me for three days. And I don't like I don't hold grudges. I don't really get upset. I'm not like nothing bugs me like that. But for some reason this did, and I couldn't shake it for three days. Mm. And I was like, I, I just went and talked to my mom. We're in the laundry room, it was just random. I was like, mom, I was like, I can't shake this. I don't know why, I don't know why it's bothering me. It's annoying me that it's bothering me, so it's not helping. Um, and I'm trying to like be positive about it. And she's like, Dan, you're not used to being this fragile. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> and she was spot on. And I was just, I was just like, that's, it was so simple and so straightforward, and then she kind of built on it. I was just like, when she said it, I just stopped, and I was like, hmm, yeah, you're right. Uh, and she was like, since, like, since I gave birth to you, you've never sat still, like, you've never sat still for five hours, let alone five months. Wow. Um, she's like, so, just, you, you know, and I, I kind of went on and was thinking about that for the next couple of days, and I'm like, all right, so, like, really slowing things down, being forced to, because mm. whatever, whatever has happened in life, and I've been really blessed to have lived all over the place with my family, and, um, but I always had, no matter what the situation was, even new place, didn't know people, whatnot, I always had activities. I always had something physical, whether it was sports, riding bikes, I could always go out and do something. And it was great, and it's a great gift, and it still is a gift. Mm -hmm. um, but, and it never been an idol in the sense of like, you know, 
really, every day was about going out and doing something. Um, but it had taken a part of, it had taken a part of the place of where God should have been on, on the thing that was my go-to for when stuff got difficult. And it was only in like being forced not to have that, among other things, like not like, wasn't gonna do the motorcycle obviously, <laughs> and a lot of other stuff that was like not gonna happen, not gonna happen. Um, and it was only in that that, that I really got to thinking about um, and, and praying more seriously about some of the stuff that I needed to. And I was like, fair enough. Okay, I see why that had to happen. Yeah. And I'm glad it did. He likes to do that. He does when it's needed. He's got a sense of humor. Yes, yes he does. He really does. Because <laughs> if you think, like, if you think something's going a certain way, there's a fair chance it's going to go the, the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always for his good. If we allow it, right? We have to, mm. we have to respond to his grace. Uh, so that's a really beautiful story. It sounds like you responded. Tried to. <laughs> Maybe slowly. De yeah, but definitely. You still responded. I, 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 I tried, and, I, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for his grace that allowed me to mm -hmm. respond because I was definitely still kicking and screaming, mm -hmm. so to speak, like still fighting it. Um, but I think that's something that we never, it never ends, so mm -hmm. to speak. Like our, our growth in the relationship with God and, and being a better version of ourselves and getting to know ourselves a little bit better, it never stops. Yeah. Um, which is cool, honestly. That's pretty exciting. It is. It is. There's hope. It's like, because if we think we're at our best, it's like, is this really it? Mm -hmm. Like, come on, like, this is not, this can't be it. So there's just like, yeah, this hope and this just like joy of like continuing to get closer to him mm -hmm. and to bring others with you. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's fun. And Not always, because obviously sometimes he breaks us, and but it is fun. Yeah, and, and whether and like you said, I like how you said you know bring others with us, whether it's walking reverently up to receive mm -hmm. the Eucharist. You know, we, we don't know. It's so it's it's. Well, I mean, we're all just to make it real meta. We're all really connected, and we're all like I super big believer in the butterfly effect, mm -hmm. um, and that it really does like everything we do really matters, and we there's a fair chance we'll never see how it all matters, at least not in this life. It'd be cool if we get to, imagine how interesting that would be. <laughs> if we get to see the map of every one of our actions, like yeah. in heaven someday, that'd yeah. be cool. Uh, that, that might be terrifying, but it'd be pretty cool <laughs> to see. I think in heaven it would be, you know, True. Yeah. all the beautiful things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be like, look at this thing that was like mm. really tough for you, look at the impact it had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any specific mentors in your life um, now, mm -hmm. that can because I, I think it's safe to say that the Daltons were <laughs> were a pretty big mentor, yeah. um, and I know mm -hmm. uh, Coach Tyler has has been has had an impact on you, and, and mm -hmm. he was on here as well. So hopefully, if 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 you don't know, you can go back. I think it was like three episodes, four episodes ago. It's great talk. But uh, but yeah, any mm -hmm. any mentors now in your life that that are really having some sort of impact. Great question. Yes, Miss Dalton. Okay. She, but like we're still close. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she's like my friend, aunt, sister, kind of mo like a mom figure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so she's there. I have to mention her. And then obviously my family's great. And mm -hmm. then Coach Rosser, we've just gotten really close. Um, 
practice is humility and desire to grow every day, which mm. is really cool. Um, but besides them, I think, I think it's honestly the virtuous friendships that the Lord has brought into my life. Mm. Um, I think like my friends can be my mentors and that's just the beauty of having a virtuous friendship, right? Mm. Like you string, string each other along and you're yeah. going through this together and just seeing the way that they live out their life and the way that they love me well, um, that's been really huge because I don't know, it's just really cool to see someone that you love so much just like admitting their faults, trying again, um, and then talking with you about it and, you know, calling you higher and then also like just pointing out your goodness. Um, so I'd have to say my friends that the Lord has brought me yeah, in recent years. I really love that answer because I think it's easy for people to be like, I have to go find a mentor mm. or a mentor has to be somebody of some certain you know, credibility or they have to be doing this or maybe they're out there. Um, not realizing the value that just their friends around, and it depends on your friends, but yeah. um, but not realizing the mentorship that can come from just the good friendship. Yeah, I'm very grateful. That was actually, uh, I, I don't know why, but I know why. Uh, <laughs> the night I came into the church, my biggest longing that night was to have, um, I have great friends, very great friends um, before that and still now, but like I was longing for like Catholic women and men friendships. Like yeah. I was just longing for it and that was my big prayer the night I fully came into the church and I was started crying. I was like, yeah. Lord, I really want this. Yeah. And then a year later, boom, boom, here I am at Ave, boom, boom, here they all come. That's so and cool. so that was definitely an answered prayer and I'm very grateful to have them in my life. I love that. Just little. <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning, and this is speaking for myself. Um, and it's very. Mm, I don't know if that's the right word. It's not difficult to get so wrapped up in the prayers we have now mm. about the stuff we have now and about you know, goals and dreams and what, things you want to do, that so much so that we, we can forget about all the answered prayers that we're living in, mm. that we're surrounded by. Um, and I'm a total singer in the shower, I also prayer in the Me shower. Too. Like that's, <laughs> like that's, just, that's just a good, <laughs> good time to jam out and yeah, whatnot. And, seriously. And so I, I say that because like two days ago, um, I was, I was just taking a shower and I was thinking about it. Um, and I kind of was praying and just like, I kind of felt guilty and I was like, God, there are so many, just hit with this realization. The Holy Spirit was like, look at all this stuff. Um, and I was like, man, there's so many things. Uh, I, think, I think what it actually was, is I was, I was praying and like about something and then the realization came on where I was like, hold on. You're praying so much about different things that you've forgotten all the things, all the prayers that were answered. Mm -hmm. Like you're so caught up, and it's a good thing to pray, and it's a good thing to talk to God about stuff, but you're so caught up in, 
you know, praying this, that, and that, that when a prayer gets answered, you can't even remember if you prayed about it because you prayed for 45 other things. And it's like, wait, is that an answer prayer and this and that? And just the realization of like, what a blessing and a gift every little thing is. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there in the shower, just like, nice. <laughs> I was thinking about it again this morning. I was like, yeah, holy cow. Yeah. If we go back and look at all of the things we prayed for mm -hmm. and see which ones have been answered, there's more than we could probably even, you know, imagine that have been answered. So that's really beautiful that you had that. And the ones that have are, are for our oh, yes. for our good mm -hmm. too. Yeah, that's actually what I wrote my thesis on for masters is um, intercessory prayer specifically. So I had to cover prayer in general, yeah. and yeah, I just expand on yes. that for me because this, this is really cool. <laughs> so I've just seen, you know, the Lord work through intercession and like. I've just been like, wow, this is powerful. Yeah. Like, it's not my power, right? It's the Lord's power working through me. Um, and I was just like, I've seen it, but I don't understand it. Like, mm. I don't understand what's actually happening, why we're able to do this. Um, I'm just going to like, this, I obviously spent like 50 pages on this, so I'm not about to do that. <laughs> but just, I was just very in awe of it, and I wanted to know more. I wanted to be able to explain it, because I believe in the power of prayer and intercessory prayer specifically. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, like, the Lord hears all of our prayers. There's not one that he doesn't. Mm -hmm. So he hears them, right? And we're asking, we should be asking to align our will with his. And so if we're doing that, it's going to come about. Mm -hmm. And he's always going to answer the prayer. Yeah. It just might not be in the way we want. <laughs> it might Correct. not be in the way that he wants. So we just have to be open to that and knowing like, you know, asking for it, but then being like, but your will be done. Yeah. Always ending with that. Um, and so just realizing that he is listening and it just might not be answered in the way you want. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a big takeaway from my thesis. And yeah, it's impacted my life even more so having that knowledge of what's actually happening. There's, have you read um, The Great Divorce? I haven't, but it's on my list. Okay, okay. So I, without spoiling it, okay. there's, there's one little, and it's probably something you've already heard anyways, but there's a line in there when it says there's two types of people, like at the end of time for us um there's two types of people and it's going to be the people that said um lord my will be done or mm -hmm. lord thy will be done and and that's it mm -hmm. and i i say that because you you mentioned you know it's it really is at, at the end of all your prayers and whatnot understanding that god like this is this is what i think i want and what like where my heart is and it's it's a good intention and mm -hmm. like i really am trying to go closer to you in this but give me, give me the, the desires of my heart, the real, like the ones that, that you've placed in there. Um, and, and regardless of, you know, this is what I pray for, but regardless of what I think I want, that will be done. Like, you've got to figure it mm -hmm. out. That's what I really want. Yeah. Might not know, I don't, might not even know how to pray for it, but that's what I, that's what I really want. That's a game changer. <laughs> it really is. And that comes with surrendering, too. Mm. You're, like, surrendering it. You're, like, still having that, you know, dialogue with the Lord and that you're building that relationship like you would any person, mm. right? Just spending time talking, sharing. But there's, like, this surrender of, like, but it it's you. It takes the pressure off, too. Mm -hmm, it does. Because, like, well, you know, God, this is what I want, but I also could be very wrong here. So yeah. you got this. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's it a is. very good feeling. It is a good feeling. If there's somebody who is 
struggling, not necessarily, well, if there's someone who's, who's trying to grow stronger in their faith, um, and whether they're struggling having not had um, any sort of church mm -hmm. life, or just struggling to, to come to terms with like, you know, okay, maybe like this is something more interesting that, that I need to take more seriously. Um, are they like, what's, what's two or three things that you would say to them? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. You okay. can take your time. <laughs> okay, so if, are you saying that they're kind of like someone open who, to it? Yeah, so someone, okay. someone who's open to it, um, but is, they're open to it, they're, they're like, okay, there really might be something there, but they have no idea what to do. Mm. That's so good. So I'm basically talking to myself, right? My past self. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say, have the courage to do something uncomfortable and different. Um, because like, if I had said no to that family of going to mass, mm because I was scared and uncomfortable, like who knows where I would be right now, in all honesty. So like, have the courage to get outside of your comfort zone, right? So that's the first step, is just do it. Like what's the worst that can happen, you know? You're just at least trying it. Yeah. And then I think also asking questions. So don't be scared to ask questions. Like, yeah. just go for it. If they have an answer, great. Ask more questions. Yeah. If they don't have an answer, look somewhere else yeah. and just keep asking. Uh, so that's what helped me is like, okay, now ask the question, which also takes courage. Yeah. Because then there's the fear of being like asking a stupid question, right? Of mm. like, is this dumb? Um, so just ask questions. And then those are two big things. So having courage and then asking a lot of questions, I think. Yeah. Huh. It's okay to go against the norm, too, which is the courage part. Nah, that's, yeah. a, that's a good, I think that's a very helpful reminder. Yeah, so those are two. I okay. don't have three right No, now. that's two is perfect. Two is perfect because that actually, we're wrapping up on our time anyways. Great. Yeah, so that was, that was perfect. But okay. um, seriously, thank you so much for, you. for sharing more about your conversion story uh, and more about kind of what you've walked through mm -hmm. and, and how, how you've gotten here. and, and the, the struggles as well as the moments of, of God just doing things and essentially dragging along. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what a beautiful outcome that can have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you being here with me, sharing that with us. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. We super appreciate it. A huge shout out to Maria Vision for, thanking, uh, for helping us put this together and mm -hmm. for Guadalupe Roastery. We'll see you guys next time.